Hey y'all, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while going off on semi-related tangents and cackling maniacally. This episode is sponsored by an HB author. Love, Art, and Other Obstacles is book three in Sidira Stone's Book Nirvana series, and it's available now. It's a steamy contemporary romance set in a quirky bookshop with an extensive erotica collection kept behind a red door. Here's the description. She's a free spirit. He's a one-woman man. Rejected by her family for her bisexuality, graphic artist Margot DuPont yearns for a life with no fences, no limits, and no family ties. Between her classes at the University of Oregon, work at Book Nirvana, and a high-stakes art competition, she barely has time for her part-time girlfriend, much less a flirtation with her competitor. No way will she let the cocky, ginger-bearded potter clip her wings. Dumped into the foster care system at a young age, ceramics artist Elmer Byrne craves a big, loving family of the heart. His artist family almost fills that need, but something is missing. Until Margot. Despite her prickly demeanor, they click on so many levels. Their love of art, their science fiction geekdom, their nerdy tattoos, not to mention the sensual connection hot enough to fire his kiln. But when he offers her his heart, her thorny defensiveness shatters him. Thrown together by a competition that could jumpstart only one of their art careers, Their irresistible attraction forces them to reconsider the true meaning of success and freedom. Get your copy now from all major ebook retailers. And if you act fast, you'll get a discount because from today, May 18th through the 29th, it's on sale. Hurry and support this awesome HB. And this week, we've got part three of A Court of Wings and Ruin for you. Here we go. Oh, hey, Erin. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? You're eating more of it? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I'm we eating just, more chocolate. <laughs> we just recorded a Patreon episode about Abraham Lincoln, fuck Lord of the Moon. Yeah. And Melody was feeling a little bit sleepy, like maybe she was dragging a little bit, and so she went and got some chocolate. Yeah. And then I watched her eat the chocolate and then drink approximately six gallons of water to get the dry, bitter, 100% cocoa chocolate. It's that 90% chocolate that is like incredible and so good and it like hits the spot, Mm -hmm. but it does make your mouth a little dry and that's not right for this particular medium i watched you chug so much water to get the chocolate out of your mouth and then we're like one two three four five six (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing now i'm licking my fingers (laughs) (laughs) melody we came so hard on hand liquors last episode oh fuck Heaving bosoms is against hand liquors. <laughs> you didn't say that on purpose. That was a joke. That was a, that was a happenstance. That was a happenstance. Oh, what a joke. Oh, it's good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Melody, we are anti-hand liquors. We're not anti a lot of things, but we we are that. We are. You know what? I'm anti-palm liquors. 
Is that just what the, it was? Just what did we even? How did they even? No, it was hand liquors. <laughs> how did they even come up? I don't remember. <laughs> Pharaoh was peeling apples on a rock oh, in fantasy yeah. time. <laughs> come on, you're camping right now, bitch. <laughs> we did hear from some HBs that like peeling apples. So, um, you know what? I'm not sorry. They were more in the slicing apples camp. And there like was somebody either who way. peels an apple. There was an apple peeler was out there. there. Yeah, wow, yeah. She was out there. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, no in addition to Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. What were you gonna say? Nothing. I was just gonna talk about how I had the perfect Mother's Day. Melody. They're listening to this in the future and it's not Mother's Day anymore. It's true. You're absolutely right. This is not what gonna be do? timely. How anymore. was it perfect? God, I'm it sorry. was amazing. It yeah? was totally amazing. So it started by Michael letting me sleep in. And then the next thing I did was shower motherfuckers who woke oh, up and shower. It was Melody. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I ended up I ended up showering twice because I did a I did a, a shampoo, like a clarifying mm-hmm. shampoo. And then I did a deep condition with like my hot hat. And I did that. And when I came down in my hot hat and my deep condition, mm-hmm. Michael was like just perfect timing finishing up this gargantuan breakfast for me yes and so i ate this gargantuan breakfast that mm-hmm. was cooked perfectly and then the kids gave me some of their teeny tiny presents because my real present isn't coming until early june mm-hmm. and it was so nice and then what else did i do we worked in the yard i did some power yoga Ooh. uh it was oh and then he made me this steak with mm-hmm. French fries Ooh. and like bitter greens. Mm. Ooh, were the were they the skinny the skinny French fries the fancy boys? Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, crispy, I like it. I like a, a fancy skinny French fry. French fry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then now I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm I'm hanging out with listener, and I'm eating ninety percent dark chocolate. And it has I, been again, a perfect day. I do see it in your hand, and I do what? have to caution you <laughs> once again. To please, oh, I just took a bite. <laughs> I know I saw it. <laughs> Nobody can stop me. I'm gonna lick my fingers. <laughs> you have to edit out all the water drinking. So I do. That's on you. That's my hey, job. But wait. We just wasted two minutes where we when could, we could be have been talking this infinite book that has so much plot that it's going to be maybe four. It's at the beginning we were like, "Can we do three? Will they it's stay with us?" It's going to be three? five episodes, will you guys. We? It will not be five. Gird this your fucking three. loins. It's going to be five episodes. This is three, right? This is number three, right? Yes. We can yes. get we can get it done in four. We can get we it done in four. We could get it done in three, and then we said we could get it done in four. I think it's going to be five. That is my prediction. Welcome to a podcast <laughs> of thorns and wings, the <laughs> Akko Schmurf podcast with Aaron and Melody. It's no longer heaving bosoms. There are bosoms. They're definitely going to heave. <laughs> there's yeah. something that happens in in book three of this supposed one book mm-hmm. and uh, i have not cried that hard since you know what i'll tell you when it happens i don't think we're gonna get to whatever that is oh, today because i don't have whatever that is in my notes no um oh are you talking about the big ending the ending ending no i'm talking about a thing that happens before the big ending but it's still in part three of this 
supposed because I book. cried during the big ending ending. For oh yeah, sure. I cried there too. But, but like I that, also knew it was going to be fine. But yeah, like yeah, I also yeah, yeah. cried. But like oh, I also knew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you guys, we're wasting time. You guys, we were just in the Yoon City, but now we're back. Okay, now we're back. Reese has made an alliance with Eris, that bad brother from the that Autumn Court. That probably delicious, though, brother, who's got just enough reasons. Reasons. And reasons. his pumpkin spice is to die for. Let me tell you, I would read that book. I would read Moore's book. There are a lot of books I would Moore read. Moore needs a book. I would read uh, Valium. What is that guy's name? Valium. Yeah, Valerian. Yeah, I would, Amarin, I would read His name is Valerian. Book. No, it's not. It's not Valium. It's not, it's not no. Valerian, and it's not Valium. <laughs> but he, did, he is it's the guy who that, sent though. those rubies to Amrin, and I That's would read his book. And oh, I, yeah. with maybe Amrin when she becomes like a big monster again, maybe like she still remembers him, mm. and maybe does fuck that big monster. Oh, let's fuck <laughs> that big monster, that. Valerian. Get your root all up in there. But a book yeah. that I do not want to read <laughs> is those bad sisters. <laughs> I cannot wait to have those bad sisters redeem themselves. I am excited for Nesta and Cassian and maybe Elaine and As. Here's what they deserve. They deserve a Patreon episode and nothing more. (laughs) If you don't chop firewood, you don't get a book on the regular episodes. That's what I say to you, Nesta and Elaine. All right. Okay, listen, so we're back in Valaris. Yeah, and guess who's mad? Moore. She's really mad that Moore's Reese made that pissed. alliance with Eris and didn't tell her. Actually, that's what everybody thinks she's mad about. When she she's mad really about, mad about him. She was mad about. No, she's mad about him letting the dark <gasps> oh, court into Valaris. I was also going to say, she's also mad about her dad getting to come over to her house now. She yeah. doesn't like that. And she's she's pissed. And Feyre's a little bit ruffled, too, that, like, Reese didn't tell her ahead of time that this was his secret plan. Yeah, they're supposed also, to be a team. Feyre didn't tell anybody about the Rolodomir, that she was going to ask for that. And so right. everybody's mad at each other. Reese says this thing that's, like, crazy. Where tell Moore me everything. says... Oh, yeah. Moore basically likens his alliance with Eris as if she went behind his back and allied with Amarantha. Because her traumatic relationship or whatever. No, with her dad. No, with Eris. No, was that no, her with dad? her dad. You know what? I'm just going to go with you. I feel like <laughs> history has proven itself. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she's basically like, the thing you did is basically like, if Amarantha were going to knock on that door, yeah. and I was like, sure, Amarantha, come on in and be my ally after yeah. you raped Reese for 50 years. And Reese is like, if Amarantha knocked on that door and was going to help us defeat Highburn, I would thank the call. I would thank I the would fucking Cauldron, and I would knees. fall on my knees. Hot, hot. I mean, Reese yelling also, at Moore in that moment was a fucking lie. That is a straight up stone faced lie. It's a lie, but I kind of wish it wasn't because I feel like I that's what he did for fifty years, Same. right? Yeah. Anyway, cool scene. Anyway. So that happens, and then Feyre lets something slip about going to the prison or something like that. Yeah. So Amron is like, excuse me? The, Pardon the me, fuck? prison? What are you doing at the mm-hmm. prison, question mark? Why the prison? The prison yeah. where I was in prison for thousands uh, of millennials? I don't like to talk about the prison, but well, I think we should. <laughs> so they tell her that their plan was to get all the monsters on their side, and they're like, you need to tell us how you done got out of that prison right yeah, now. Yeah, and Amron's like, you made a plan. To get all the monsters on your uh-huh. side, and you didn't 
mention it to me? Yeah, you didn't have any idea how to actually get them out? Yeah, you, you didn't consult your monster friend? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> and so Anthrin, t- Anthrin, Amron tells yeah, them yeah. about how she got out of the prison was that she bound herself in this body. The poor girl that was in, that was the Amron OG, like, <gasps> what happened to her soul? We'll never know. But no, Amron took over. she stitched out of nothing. Really? Yeah. I thought she was like maybe like a guard or like no. a visitor. Like she was bringing some flowers to her BF that was in the prison or whatever. And <laughs> she just like flamed No, her the up. prison is its own guard. Yeah, I know. I was just yeah. joking. But I did think she was Sorry. a real person yeah. that she like sucked in there or something. But anyway, she took over this body and she like made herself into a fae. So she's kind mm-hmm. of like not really a full monster anymore. And then when that happened, the prison no longer recognized her as a monster and just let her walk out. Yeah. So she's saying that if they're going to release the carver from the prison, they'd have to do the same thing to him. And he probably would not be cool with that. He doesn't want to do that. Why would he want to do that? Why would anybody want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Especially since you're like safe in there. Yeah. You put yourself there. You mm-hmm. you got nice digs. You're happy. Yeah. Well, Mr. Bone Carver with your and violet so this eyes really and your dark hair. really throws a big wrench into Feyre's plan, and she's yeah. kind of like, oh, my bad, but then she doesn't change her plan at, at all. all. <laughs> Not a single part of it. Then. At all. Yeah, so that happens, and then Elaine comes down, my and God. she's like, she's oh. like haunted and waifish, and yeah, she's yeah, like, Elaine, I can hear the birds and the, the birds. birds. <laughs> <laughs> the fishes picking in the ocean when the birds are coming the fire of bird and flame yeah. and the feather on the snow the lady yeah. of the feather on the snow and the ravens two the, ravens and the one wide and one dark the ravens are coming they're like Elaine <laughs> cool it like they all just like look at each other and they're like something's fucked up with Elaine you guys. Uh, honestly Azriel like looks at her sort of squinty eyed <laughs> and then winnows out <laughs> In that moment, I was like, Asriel, this shadow slinger. All of us. I don't want to be anywhere near this bullshit. I just imagine them having all these like adult grown up conversations and Elaine just coming in and being like, oh, come on. So poor Lucian's Lucian's uh, a soul is like tied up to her. Like poor yeah. Lucian is like, I got Maybe my get soul's a healer. tied to her. I've got a soul bridge with yeah. this one over here. <laughs> so he's like, can do you guys mind if I call a therapist <laughs> right. to check this one like, out? Literally anything, anybody. And everybody acts like this is the first time anyone yeah. has ever considered calling a healer to go check up on Elaine, who's like literally wasting away by her window, just mumbling yeah. crazy shit all the time. Right. Mumbling about like proton particles and worms. <laughs> worms. Come worms on, Elaine. <laughs> I just like saying the word worm and this, worm. Book, this trilogy has given me so many opportunities. But I really, I really thank True. you, Sarah J. Mass, for allowing yeah. me to say worm so many times. <laughs> okay, so the healer shows up. Nesta is anti this completely. And Nesta's anti everything. Everything. It's true. true. And she pokes around a bit and she's like, there's nothing physically wrong with her. But and also because, I can't get into her brain. Yeah. Because she's cauldron made, I can't see anything that's happening in her brain parts. And so they're all like, uh, there's something obviously wrong with her. Peter's <laughs> like, listen, I can't access it. So, so talk to her mate. If he's around 
have him like you know check out that meeting bond and see if he can see anything (laughs) i know that i've told you this before you know the time that i had my migraine stroke you know you remember this yes of course you remember this okay you guys there was a time where i had this there's these weird migraines that give you stroke light symptoms and i had one one time Uh and i thought i was having a stroke and so did everyone else and i had what's called aphasia which is where you're thinking one word but you say another oh no and it was the single most terrifying event in my life. If yeah. you can imagine the situation where you're trying to say, I don't know, rainbow, and it comes out like um, doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, maybe I have it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and like this was happening to me, and I, I in the in the PA that was there, uh, the physician's assistant that was there was like acting like it was totally normal when it was clearly not totally normal. Mm-hmm. I had this like word salad. And I finally got the, the, um, what you might call it, like the clarity or the, the whatever enough to like, I grabbed her arm and I was like, something is not okay with me. Aww. And she was like, oh, honey, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which was not funny at the time. But every time Elaine comes down, it was just like, Wounds, eagles, feathers, like, <laughs> snow. Like, I just imagine her being like, there are people that are like, something's not right with her, right? And they're all like, yeah, we've noticed. <laughs> I think about that every time. Like, does somebody want to call somebody about this? Yeah. This is really bad. <laughs> this is like, this should be explained somehow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can we figure it out? <laughs> so Lucian gets the idea, or somebody does that since so he's Nesta's from Maine. also very anti this. Nesta, <laughs> we don't have listen, like, guys. Standing order for the rest of the podcast. Nesta doesn't like it. Isn't about it. Is mad about it. Is a bitch. Doesn't want to participate. <laughs> Lucian, all he wants to do is sit next to her and see if uh-huh. he can sense anything wrong with her soul because he has a soul bridge to her and she's right. like fuck you you cannot sit fuck next you. to my sister that's right how dare you even touch the yeah. hem of her dress i have nesta loses her shit and walks out of the room mm-hmm. but he does do that i don't know if that happens here or further down yeah, but so nothing really tea. happens everybody yeah. has tea oh and yeah they're cool sitting next to each tea. other Huh? Laura and Feyre have a cool mint tea as they oh, sit yeah, by they the do. window, and I remember thinking that sounds like a refreshing tea. It does. I would like well, to especially drink that tea. when your mate, you know, ambles up like the goddamn predator cat he is, <laughs> and you have to tell him like, "Go away for now," but we're totally gonna do it later. And then Cassie oh, yeah, is like there that. too and ambling around as well. Anyway, I'm so sorry. I don't sorry. like it when they do that when other people are in the room. I just feel like it's gross and I don't like it. I feel like it's it's private time thoughts. It's happening. So they are literally thoughts, Aaron. They're I know, literally it's thoughts. awkward for other people in the room because it's so obvious because they do things like <laughs> wink at each other and like nibble at each other's earlobes and stuff as if... <laughs> Can you imagine if they were real friends of yours and they were just constantly thought bonding about their like future sex? You would be like, Ugh, all the time. <laughs> anyway, so Lucian, all of a sudden they're sitting there really, really quietly and Elaine like jumps the fuck out of her chair and it is the most she has moved in ages. And so they're all like, what did you do to her? And he's mm-hmm. like, I didn't. I just I just tugged on the bond a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, I just wanted to see if she could feel it, too. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to startle you. I just was trying, like, a yeah. something. 
because you asked me to and Mm -hmm. I'm a big worry and I'm a Mm -hmm. big concernicus. And then Nesta like goes to take her away. And as she's walking away, Elaine goes, twin ravens are coming for you. One light and one dark. And they're going to get you. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) Like a lame. Lame. Can I get you some shortbread or Chill something? Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> can you go with chocolate frog to calm me <laughs> down? Like, is there anything? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, man. anything. Anything. So, anyway, she leaves. And then Azriel. Okay, so Azriel and Feyre are doing a, a oh, fine. Hard. And so, Azriel. It is a big inspire, Aaron. Don't you roll it, your eyes Or at is me. it a big waste of time stop it how okay dare you talk you. about nephili and her nemo wing and how she <laughs> fucking flapped oh it oh my god she does have a nemo wing yeah it's a little <laughs> nemo wing <laughs> does it oh, astound no. you every week we do this that people <laughs> listen to this podcast that english is not their first language and they have oh any god. clue what we're <laughs> Like, the, just they the are the real superheroes. Of, yeah, just, they yes. really are. You guys are the real superheroes. That's right. On Earth, all you, right. you all. Okay. She's flapping so that Nemo wing as hard knows. as she can. <laughs> right. Feyre and Azriel are doing a flying lesson. And she's doing more fall downs. Aaron, what is that face? There's a little baby Yorkie across the street, and he's got a little baby safety jacket on, and because we're doing construction, he's got a little reflective jacket. Oh, he's a little Yorkie. He's got a He's got such a long leash. Oh, he's so curious. He's so curious, he said. He's so curious. Aaron, we do not hate. Oh, I think hey. he's just the construction team's little construction guy. Eyes and up he gets here. to wear a little jacket like <laughs> they do. Erin, <laughs> oh. eyes up here. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're doing, I don't know, Farrah's feeling down, right? She's like, I'm never going to learn how to fly. And like, she's probably right. It's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And Azriel's like, no, you got to keep training. And he says that when... Reese came back from the war. He brought with him this wonderful story of Nefel and her heroism with Miriam and Mandrake. And so they what <laughs> is that Drake? Drake and Drake. Oh shit, Drake and Drake on. Yeah, Mandrake. So I anyway, Drake he is a man. Yeah, and he is a Dracon. So they were doing a big runaway after one of the battles. And they mm-hmm. had parted the Red Sea like Moses, and they were doing a run. But then the other army was coming after him and stuff. And like Aaron is uh, play acting, falling asleep over there because she's a big giant dick nose. Okay, so Miriam had stayed behind to make sure that all of her people were getting across because a metric fuck ton of them were humans. And then nobody knew that she was way behind except for Nefel, a cartographer, a map maker. Who was yeah, you guys? Uh, all she knew was maps. She tried. She did a tryout for a fly, and she didn't yeah. make fly. Instead, they put her in maps because she had one deformed wing. Yeah, she had a malformed wing that was a little bit smaller. So Nefel knew yeah. that Miriam was way behind, and Miriam got got a big stab right in her gut. And so Nefel came back, and she picked her up, and she managed to fly not only herself but also Miriam. And she was flying through the bottom of the sea 
and the rocks were so close together that any other seraphim warrior with their regular sized wings wouldn't have been able to fit through. But Nafel, with her Nemo wing, could fit. And at the end of the whole speech, Azrael says, what we think to be our greatest weakness can sometimes be our biggest strength and that the most unlikely person can alter the course of history, Feyre. So you've got to keep training because no matter what, it could come in handy. That's the big inspire listener for you today. You Mm -hmm. could be the person who changes history with your weakness being a strength. Do you want to know what my note was? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fla- yep. Chapter 29, flying lesson with Asriel tells irrelevant story. Because <laughs> it's like we've got we've got our pack of hot dummies, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That are our central hot dummies. Yes. And we've got a secondary circle of like hot dummies in other courts. We've got winter dummies and summer uh-huh. dummies and, you know, <laughs> out there. <laughs> Right? Yes, yes. We do. We've got a third wing, a third ring of like uh the queens and like the 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 firebird lady and Miriam yeah. and Dracon and people that we just hear about yeah. in, in like stories for the most part. Now we've gotta have like a fucking fourth r- ring of like <laughs> other people th- that are even <laughs> less relevant than those people. Come on. I have just like no, no more. No more names. <laughs> I can't. It's a beautiful story, though. Beautiful story. I'd like to okay. read Map Lady's book someday. Yeah. Heck yeah. Nefile. Love so, it. Okay. She's super sore because she did a, she's been doing a lot of training and she's trying to learn to fly. Yeah. And so after he soaks her up in that tub, you guys. Bing, bong, bong, bird click. Yes. She takes a bath because she's so sore and so dirty and so sweaty. Yeah, that's what I was getting And she talks to. about how she has to squeeze into the bathtub with her wings. He did not fix that bathtub. <gasps> that bathtub is still not fixed. That is it's still, still a regular size bathtub. Yes. How we are in chapter 29 me. and we were supposed to fix that bathtub back in chapter like 13. Reese. Ages ago. Reese. Reese. Sand. Make that bathtub bigger. It's not hard. Oh. <laughs> Anyway. He so he gets her out of that bath and she's still got those wings and so she goes prone on the bed and he gets out these massage oils, oils and like he scented? does a, a big oils? massage like down her spine and it starts like business like it's like in the like the butt area and oh, then yeah, he gets a little reach around to get like some oils in like some other areas that are yeah, like yeah, yeah. sensitive areas it's not her belly button that right no lady part areas. And then he, uh, then, oh, guys, so then he, he does a big rub up on her mm-hmm. wings. It's an exploratory rub. Uh-huh. And then he angles he her ass up. Spot. Wait, no, not yet. He <laughs> goes down on her from behind. Yeah. And then he does just what Aaron said. He, he hits that one special spot that is the tiny scrotum. On the whole wing. Yeah, I think I think this this sex scene did maybe prove your theory right of like yes. the tiny clit spot on the wing. Uh huh. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like each person has their own special spot, wing spot. Or do you I... think it's the same on everybody? I I mean he he zeroed right in. Did he not? I'm sorry. A lot's going on outside. There's the Yorkie. 
I can't wait to edit your side of this episode. <laughs> I can't wait. My husband just left on my motorcycle, I think. It's oh troubling, God. to say the least. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going. <laughs> Chapter 30. Chapter 30. We're in the library with Nesta. We find out a crucial fact about Nesta. We do? Uh, this bitch could read. <laughs> and Feyre couldn't, if you recall. Yeah. So Nesta could have, but never did, teach Feyre how to read. I'm pretty sure that in this episode, Nesta says, episode, yikes. Mm-hmm. In this chapter, Nesta says, I didn't know you didn't know how to read. I just assumed you learned when we did. Same. And I'm like, no. why would you how assume would you that? Think that? She was younger. Is Feyre younger than Nesta? Yes. She would be on a different learning track. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So they're doing reading. They're going to do some book learning, you guys. Yeah. They're going to find some things out about the wall or something. Right. Except that things go dark. Whoosh crack. Whoosh crack. Oh, also, I was really pissed about this because it was just when Pharaoh was like, hey, why do you push everybody but Elaine away? Mm-hmm. And Nesta was about to answer. And yeah. then whoosh crack. Come on, man. Give Feyre some closure with this shitty sister. Mm -hmm. So, guys, a light-haired dude and a dark-haired dude show up, and they call themselves Highburn's Ravens. They're like, hi, we're the Ravens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take you, Nesta, back to the cauldron to give the cauldron back the thing that you took because the cauldron isn't working right because of the thing that you took out of it. And then Feyre remembers, we're in that library that has that scary monster at the bottom of it. Yeah. Let's go down to where the scary monster is. So they run, run, so run, they're run, running run, down run, the spirals. Run, oh, run, also, run. The ravens, they had Feybane and they were like, Whoof, and blew Feybanes in their faces. So oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. They don't have the um the bond. So she can't be like, Reese, come save me. She's got nothing. She's got no powers. She's got yeah. no resand. She's got nobody. Nesta also, I think, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got Fae Bane too. So they're yeah, just running. Yeah, and Nesta they're doesn't even humans. have any combat skills. Yeah, and guess who's shitty at running? Nesta. Because she's yeah. wearing a dress and she's like yeah. is bad at cardio and Honestly. like refuses to do exercise. And then Feyre has to like wait for her or whatever. So anyway, so they get to the bottom of oh this. Oh my god. And the ravens are like toying with them. The mm-hmm. ravens are toying with them. And they're mm-hmm. like, Hi, lady. Mm-hmm. You're such a bonus prize for my king. Can't <gasps> oh. wait to take you back. Also, before they started running, Feyre said to one of those ravens, she said, you made a mistake coming to my house. My house. Hot. Oh, Feyre is such a sexcellent being. Yeah. So she's like, help me, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And then the scariest Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out of the darkness. <laughs> scariest. <laughs> the worst Obi-Wan Kenobi you could ever ask for. And it's, it's like, like being like, Damn. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And then what? what is, is it? The Sarlacc that like chews you for a thousand years? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that guy comes in and is like, I'm here. Is there anything I can do? Um, um, um. Exactly. That's exactly so, what happens. That's exactly what so he's like, Feyre, do you want me to kill them? <laughs> and she's like, you imagine that voice? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's more of a whisper than a I didn't think Lister would be able to hear it. So, Feyre, do you want me to kill them? And she's like, yes, please. Uh, well, what first do you it want? acknowledges that she's the high lady. She, It's like, oh, yeah. you're the high lady? Because I think that's why she gets special treatment. 
Yeah. Oh, probably. It's because it lives in Reese's kingdom. I think it's, yeah. I think if Reese went down there, it would be like, you're my high lord. Totally. Um, so now that it knows she's the high lady, it's like kind of a little deferential oh, toward her. Yes, absolutely. Hot take Aaron. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yes, I would like for you to kill them. I need your help. What do you want? And he's mm-hmm. like, I just want company. company. I just want to know what life is, life is like on the outside. Uh-huh. And so she's like, yeah, cool. I can do that. It's a bargain. And so he goes and he's and all. So he says, close your eyes, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. It's a really yeah, it's nice, nice thing for that big monster to do. That's scariest Obi-Wan Kenobi. But also, isn't it like super dark down there? Could they even see anyways? I bet it's one of those like fishes with the with the lights that, you know. Oh, yeah. The dark, the, the dark lure, fishes. The lure fish, dark yeah, fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know who he didn't tell to close her eyes? Because this is all going on in, in Feyre's head because she's talking to the thing and the ravens are like, who the fuck's she talking to? Yeah. Um, Nesta. Great. Nesta. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think Nesta sees it? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Oh, me too. Anyway, so he's like, cool beans. I'm going to go murder up these ravens. And so she closes her eyes and all she hears is screaming. Yeah. And then Cassian comes down and then Reese comes down. And then they get the fuck out of there and they're sipping brandy and she finds out everything else that happened. So we get like a look into Cassian's head and his emotions and his reactions about like Nesta and how scared he is for her and how beautiful she is. And how much tell me all about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. And so he gets down. And she's like coming out of the darkness and he's like, oh, she looks so scared and that like tears my soul apart. But she's also so beautiful. And he loves the fact that she's like running into his arms. And so Mm -hmm. he opens his arms, too, because he really wants to just embrace her and probably like hump on her a little. I don't know. Just like a little small hump. Just like a tiny hump. <laughs> anyway, and so he's hoping for this big giant embrace from Nesta, but instead she grabs his leathers and she points back and she's like, Feyre is back there. And so he draws his sword. And that's when Resand hits the bottom of the floor. And Resand goes into the darkness too. And then he like grabs Oh, and then she um she leaves the memory because she doesn't want to see what the monster looks like. Mm-hmm. So then Reese is like fucking pissed about this bargain and she's like, I didn't promise like me. That I just promised. moment where he says, did you volunteer yourself? Yeah. Was, I thought very hot, very well written. Same, same. She's because, she's got another tattoo now because yeah, she made guys, another night court bargain. fairy bargain. Ooh. So they get out of there. The ravens are dead. Um, he like pokes around in their minds a little bit and then he's like, hey, warn the citizens of Volaris that there's a curfew tonight because Amran's going on a hunt. Yeah. Hot. Hot. Oh, and they're like, they like put out offerings of like spiced blood to her as in like a thank you. For oh, yeah. They bring her blood city. all the time. I love oh. that about Amran. Amran's like, Amran's a super hot, sexy monster. She is. All right, what happens next, Aaron? Oh, my God. Do you want to know what happens next? (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to find out. Why do I take notes? Like, what is the point? I was like, Melody, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to take notes this week. 
Doesn't matter. What happens next, Mel? No, you know what? I think I missed something. I think I missed something. Go ahead. What do you think happens next? The summer court. No. So next we find out, guys, (laughs) blow to the psyche. Elaine is a seer. She's a seer. Oh, gosh. She's not crazy. She's just saying things from the future at random. That's crazy. That's. (laughs) You still need to put coherent thoughts together. Yeah, fair. To be, you know, like, they're they're like, oh, it's like they're like, oh, it's from the future. So now it's cool. She doesn't need any psychiatric treatment. And it's like, that's not the case. She can't string together a From the future. No, because she also talks about the the queen that went in and came out a withered crone. I'm getting there. Right? Yeah. So, But I'm saying it's not only the future, although yeah. she was in the room when that happened. So I don't know why it would be something she doesn't know. Well, because, I don't know, because she's thinking about Queen Six. There's this, n- Queen yeah. Number Six is apparently out there somewhere and she's been cursed. It seems that the cauldron took things from those queens yeah it took things from those nasty shady queens yeah but it gave things to nesta and elaine or they took them well so wait because nesta and elaine went in first we had a very helpful listener in the cult be like hey fyi it was because they needed to prove to the queens that it would work i reject it and i fought it (laughs) i we went back and forth several times i reject it I reject it. That's, I mean, that is in the text why no, it yeah, that, that is the happened. justification that the author uses. I just feel like it's thin. I feel like if you have this cauldron, yeah, and you need to test it. You either test it with one person, yeah, one. <laughs> why two? You only need a one. And why use the sister? Because like, w- what you expect the cauldron to do is to make people immortal and powerful. That's what you're Uh expecting to show the queens, that this cauldron will make you young, beautiful, powerful, immortal. And so if that's what you expect to happen, don't throw in family members of your enemies. Of your enemies, yeah. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you use, like, a child of the blessed or, you know, somebody that already worships your kind and wants to be? Anyway, but regardless, so Elaine went in first. And the whole idea is the cauldron gave Elaine something or maybe even just um, like polished up something that was already in Mm -hmm. her. And then Nesta, on the other hand, went in and fucking took something from the cauldron when she came out. And so since then, the cauldron has been really sleepy and very vindictive. It's Mm -hmm. been a grouchy pants. And because they put those two in is maybe why it didn't work on those queens or yeah. the cauldron was just like, we don't like these icky queens. Like, sure. I don't like them and I'm taking some mm-hmm. shit. So it, it like cursed some of it. it. It did weird shit to them. One of them is immortal, but she's old now. So queen yeah, number six. Her most beloved attribute was her youth and her beauty. Right. So it made her immortal, but it made her a crone. Right. But they think that the rest of those queens sold queen number six to this like sorcerer lord is what elaine says who knows remember when i was talking about those circles of people i care about this is the last one before you get to nemo wing map lady man i've got some things i want aaron which is what i've got some things i want i can't talk about it until the end of the book but i will give you the list of things i want out of the rest of this series so we've got Queen number six, apparently she is a firebird by day and a woman by night, Shrek style. 
um, yeah. because there was a sorcerer because the queens didn't like her and they gave her to a sorcerer and like maybe a cauldron has something to do with it and I'm not really sure. But, here's but also the, thing. the sorcerer has a whole harem, but she's the only yeah. one that has to be a firebird by day. And she's always like rage screeching, which I love. Again, not really a punishment. Like I would be cool with that arrangement if I were yeah. a cool firebird by day, I think. I, mean, I don't know. If I still had to like have a job and pay bills, I, I think I would not like to be a firebird by day. Yeah, that would I be feel rough. like employment for firebirds is like very low. It's tough. Yeah. yeah it's a hard I feel time like, out there for those hard, flaming it's birds. It's a hard time to get a job for a firebird. <laughs> but if I didn't have bills, I think I would enjoy being a firebird during the day. Yeah, fly around, flame around. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she sees with her seeing power that this lady is out there. So they're like, ooh, that sixth queen, Vasa is her name, would be a great person to have on our side because maybe she could convince the humans beneath the wall that they need to be on our side and like turn against those queens. So then they start talking about who should go find the firebird lady. I feel like the obvious choice is Elaine. <laughs> but Elaine no one even can't considers. do anything. But Come on. Maybe take her with or something. Like, yeah, true. Like Elaine on this true. expedition would be cruise. But whatever. So <laughs> a lot of people volunteer. And then all of a sudden, Lucian from the shadows steps forward and says, oh, I'll I do will it. go. And they're like, Lucian, you're not a part of this, man get out of oh this my God. And, he's and he's like no like, let me help somehow i have special eyes you see this golden eye it's oh, my yeah. special eye it's a fairy eye and i can see things with it that other people can't see i probably wear those contacts from 1-800 contacts for my special probably. eye and yeah. it's gonna help me on this mission we still don't really even get like a full explanation of like what is up with that eye no we don't hopefully in lucian's book we will i don't know Anyway, Whatever. so okay. so what happens next, so, Melody? Uh, listen, wait, no, I'm not there yet. Oh, you are. It is heartbreaking to me. This scene was heartbreaking. Really? To me. I found it yeah, rather I, straightforward. <laughs> I don't know why it hit me in such a place, but Lucian's standing there and he's like, "You guys aren't comfortable talking in front of me about anything important. I feel like my talents are completely wasted right now." My mate wants absolutely nothing to do with me. And even being in the same room as her is fucking mm -hmm. torture because she hates me. She hates the bond that we have. And I want mm -hmm. nothing more than to please her. And so, yeah, I'm going to go find this flaming bird lady because she's the one that's going to do us the most good. And, and I am the obvious choice to go. And it is it's just this man standing there being like, let me be useful. Please let me help. And I just, I don't know why Lucian breaks my heart. I love him so much. I know. That's why the, the heartbreaking dumb, dumb feeling Gryffindor. you had in this, in this scene is the feeling I had when they landed in Valaris and Lucian's like, this is the night court. This is what it's been. My whole yeah. life has been a lie. You've betrayed me for this long and this has existed and there's children in the streets and yeah. these are your friends and this is your family and all Feyre wants to do is fuck. <laughs> and then they disappear for hours. As he's grimy felt, and bloody. Yeah, so yeah. bad for Lou. And then they treat him like shit for a while. Like Reese treats him yeah. like shit. Like everybody's really rude to him because he's a spring court bro slash yeah. an autumn court bro. I know. Anyway, okay. 
part. Guys, you want to know what happens next? Some record attack! <gasps> Amrin bursts into the room and she says, Highburn has attacked the summer court. I just got a message from my boyfriend Valerian Root and we need to go save them. And so everybody fucking Illyrian leathers up and mm-hmm. they get all their blades and mm-hmm. they say, Amrin, you sexy monster in a skin suit, you stay here and you protect Valaris, which I think is rude because like her boyfriend is the one yeah. who brought them there anyway. They but should also, get some makeout time. It's no? basically either her or Reese is going to stay behind because they're the only ones powerful enough to protect all of Val- Valaris well, single-handedly. hot take on that one later on. But yeah. yeah, there was an obvious choice on who should stay in Valaris and it was a Reese. Anyway. Yeah. So they all go, but and Reese is more never can stay back. He Reese just likes never. to flit around the the Mordor. Like he's like duh, 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 flying around Mordor. What is it called? Highburn. Yeah. Like no, stop it. I know. I know. Anyway, okay. So they all winnow in, and more and her, yeah, winnow into like a like a mountain far away, and they're looking down on everything. It's a weird, and they're watching. Um, Melody describes battles is my new favorite segment. Take it away. I won't say anything for 10 minutes. Let's do it. No, correct me if I missed something. No, I love it. So they're watching all the the boys out on the waters because there's a bunch of ships and Summer is trying to keep off the high burns. And Reese has his big shield up and everybody has their, their, Azrael has his blue shield and Cassian has his red shield. And so they're doing a bunch of fighting, flying around over the oceans. And Highburn, they realize that a bunch of their weapons are like Feybaned because they can get through all their shields. And so it's extra hard for the boys to do their fighty times. Mm-hmm. And then more, somebody gets a message in their brain parts that's like, the people in the castle need help. Everybody on the, oh, all these fucking high <laughs> fey assholes, uh-huh. these high fey royalties have gone up to like the penthouse and barricaded themselves in there. Mm-hmm. And so all the lesser fairies and the servants and stuff are down in the lower floors just getting fucking slaughtered mm-hmm. from the basement up. We've got one of those situations like the rock in that that high-tech building where the terrorism strikes. Oh. And there's a yeah. bomb, and he's got a... Yeah, so we're uh, making an analogy to Skyscraper starring the rock. The one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, Skyscraper. yeah. Skyscraper. So, so there, so, well, it's, it does, it, the analogy sort of falls apart because the family is more trapped in the penthouse, whereas <laughs> these high fey are just assholes yeah. being in the penthouse. Anyway, so more and Feyre, they winnow in to the castles. And so Moore's like, are you ready to murder up some bitches? And Feyre's like, no, but I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. She's like, great. Let me know if you hesitate at all, because I will not hesitate. I am the Morrigan, truth teller and beheader of enemies. She does behead a lot of people. Yeah, she fucking does. Moore gets it right. Oh, my God. Moore is such a a soldier, just Valkyrie in this moment. So they're going through and they're just slaughtering the fuck out of Highburn soldiers. They're saving lesser fairies left and right. They clear like seven floors of this castle all by their onesies. 
and they keep on like turning the lights out. I don't super remember how they do that. I think Pharaoh might do that, but she just turns the fucking lights out. She makes everybody blind. And then she and Moore go in and just swish, swing, swish, few heads roll. Oh, man. And then, then they leave the castle when all the lesser fairies are fine. And they leave the castle and they're going down these cobblestone streets and they're making it just the streets run red with high burn blood. Mm-hmm. And they're slashing and they're swooshing and they're winnowing and they're doing all the things. And then I think maybe the battle might still be going on around them, or maybe it's not. But Feyre starts nudging on that mating bond Mm -hmm. on Resand, And she's like, let me into your brain. Let me see what you're doing. And Resand's like, all right, bitch, you can come in. But once you're in, you're in because I got to focus. Which is, may I cut in? Yes, please. Which is wild. Wild. Feyre is in battle still. It's She's just like as, collapsed by a fountain exactly. right now. It's not like a crazy battle like it was inside the castle when they but were clearing certainly the floor. Enough. But it's still going on. In All fact, it takes after one this blade. whole ordeal, more wakes her up and is like, Feyre, Feyre, we have to fucking go. There's yeah. enemies all around us right now. So like, Feyre, maybe just like handle your own shit. Just mind your peas and carrots, Feyre. Yeah, like maybe wait until after the battle to like go Do back into the memory. room and see what happened with Reese. Like, yeah, not now. Come but on, anyway, man. But that's so we get to see the Reese thing happen right now. Totally, and it's like totally. whatever. It's a narrative. And device. I was fine with that storytelling device in the moment. But in reality, like, don't do that. Don't HPs. do that, you guys. If you are ever because, in any kind of firefight, do yeah. not with your mate. Or blade do not fight. nudge on his brain and try no. and go in there and trap yourself in there for any period of time because. You're not going to be as aware as you need to be in your own body. Of all the things that are going on. And so you keep your demon tea to yourself. Yeah. That is fairy battle advice. From Aaron and Melody. Melody and Aaron. That's right. Okay. Don't do that. So what's going on with Reese, Mel? Okay. So Reesean is up above. He's swooshing and a flying up above the oceans. And there's there's arrows probably flying and cannons too. And he is like seeking out this power. He can feel a radiating power from one of the ships's, and he's like, I need Which again, can you though? Can you, Rizan? When we find out what's going on there, can you though? Is that a power that you feel? Yeah. So he's going, and then he lands on the deck of a ship, and he knows that there's something in the bowels of the ship that he needs to get to. And so he's misting up all the soldiers that are on the decks, and he's like, it's me and you, Highburn! Come out! Come out wherever you are! And then he says, Marco! And then Highburn says, Polo! And he comes up from underneath the ship, and he's like, oh, hello, Resand. Funny seeing you here on this battle that I started. And Reese is like, give me the cauldron and give up now, Highburn, because I've got you dead to rights. Pew, pew, finger guns. <laughs> and Highburn's like, not so fast, little whippersnapper. And Reese is thinking to himself something like, I need to make one good hit or something. Well, what's the thing? He's having a full-on conversation with the king of Highburn. He's yeah. also having a full-on conversation with Feyre in his brain. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Thera's stay just out keeps of his like, business. Thera. Just kill him. Just kill him. And right. Rhysand's like, no, more conversations is what I'm going to do. Maybe yeah. I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. And Thera's like, kill him. Just right. kill him. And let's be done with this war, please. Mm-hmm. Rhysand. And he's like not cooperating. Yeah. But then he does. He shoots some sort of death power out they of do. the King of Highburn, but it goes through him. Because this motherfucker, he's a hologram, is smart. He's a smart hologram. Why would you show up to this battle? You're the king of Highburn. Yeah, but Reese fucking shows up to this yeah. battle because he Why shows would up, you to show up to every battle? battle. You're the night king. He leads from the front too much, too much, Reese, too, too much, too much. Sit but down. Also, just how did he sense the power of a hologram? What Listen, was he sensing? I still don't know. I mean, I think that it's just like the spell that Highburn was generating all the shields or whatever from. I think it was like Mm -hmm. a central location of the spell that he was doing from Highburn or something. Anyway, a listener also what that king said was just so you know, at the end of this war, I'm going to kill you and then I'm going to like torture your mate up your wife and then like take her for myself or maybe i'll just hand her to tamlin (gasps) and that was a that was a rough i mean that was a pretty good zinger king of highburn to be be completely honest with you there nice word nice work highburn yeah yeah and so then it's like over question mark like they they explode all the ships and stuff yeah it's like over the war the battle part is like pretty much over but then they go talk to tarquin yeah and this is pretty rough because tarquin um you know how they still has those rubies he's pretty still pissed about the book that they stole from his like lake house yeah and then also remember when they stole that book and then those like what were those things called the fishy things that did the little drummer boy dance oh the squish um, squish squish yeah (laughs) yeah anyway those guys were there remember that (laughs) tarquin's still mad about that and then he thinks that maybe it was reason the gang that like started this fight or or like they were because no one else came none of the other high courts came to help out the summer court in this fight the summer court is in bad shape now yeah and the only people that came to help them were the night court but from tarquin's view he thinks they are not his allies because of what they did to his court in the last book and he thinks that they came to like finish them off and that they're secretly allied with highburn and yeah he thinks that there, the it's case. all like a big show. Yeah, but he he does not think that. He's already fallen victim to their duplicity, Aaron. Right, exactly. They are capable of anything, according right. to the messages that, that their PR team has sent out to all of Perineum. Then they get back um, and they have like some tent sex. Yeah. They do some they, sex oh, in like yeah. a tent. So they do. So they. So she does a big Florence Nightingale, and she's yeah. carrying water places, and they're taking care of all the Illyrian soldiers. And then, yeah, they do. They do some of that quasi furtive tent sex, and they're like, "There's not a lot of privacy in this Illyrian camp." And then they like do they're a like, shield. They put up some like sound, sound muffling magic. Yeah, around there. So uh-huh. you know, whatever. Then okay. After the tent sex. Yeah. Feyre. Sorry, I forgot her name for a good five solid seconds. Feyre. That's cool. Is like Reese. 
take me to that monster prison. And Reese isn't like, why? He just does, which is like kind of hot in a way, uh, in like a my love is not fragile sort of way. But it's it's like a little bit of a Kristoff, but it's also kind of like (laughs) you should ask questions about why she wants to go to this prison because she could really fuck shit up here. Yeah. In this time. And also you could fuck shit up by not knowing what's going on with her plan. He needs to know why. But anyway, he just takes her to that prison and they go they go see that bone carver. And Feyre was yeah. like, I can't give you the Ouroboros. Yes. Ouroboros. I can't do it. Ouroboros. I, I can't give you that. You need to pick something else. And he's very like, that's the thing that I want, though. So right. that's what I'm going to um, have. Damn. And then, like, Reason steps into the room. And he's, mm-hmm. like, still all, like, battly. And the bone carver's like, ooh, Reason. He does a big sniff. I prefer you like this. I prefer you, he says, all bloodied up. And I was like, is the bone carver like a little bit into it? Into it with Reese, which is like kind of weird because he does appear to Feyre as their child. Yeah, I have decided to put that out of my brain. (laughs) But I kind of like that the bone carver is like, ooh, boy. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Hey there. Yeah, he's like, hubba, hubba. (laughs) Look at you. But he actually says something about how he appears. To, he's like, what would you give me if not the Robo Alice? Would you give me uh-huh. your firstborn child? And then he kind of like make, is like like this, like how I look. And uh-huh. apparently he does not appear to Reese in the same way. No. Because he asks Feyre later what he looked like. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And they have cute. this little moment where Reese, she stares the, she, she get, lets him into her brain parts. And he gets to see what their possible future child looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. It's a big suite. All right. So now, you guys, it's the big meeting. Yeah. Of all the, those guys. It's the big meeting of all the, all the guys, all the high court guys. It's time for the meeting. It's time. They decide they're going to be in day court. Yeah. They yeah. didn't bring a bone for that bone carver, and then Reason oh, like chucks mad. a chicken bone at him. Oh, <gasps> yeah, it was rough. Oh, it was yikes! You should keep yeah, him as like, a friend. If you want this guy to be your ally, yeah, woof, Reese. Okay, so yeah, now it's the time. It's the time of the thing. Oh my we god, there a lot of moments lot of on time. fashion, lots of fashion times, and I loved it. No, yes, like. He takes her to this treasure trove of uh, an English royalty. Yeah, it's like a flashback from when he gave her her tiara, I think, in the first place. Or maybe it is now. I don't know. I remember it being in italics. I don't care. Whatever. She gets a fantastic tiara to wear. She gets to choose her tiara. Yeah. Yeah. Of many. And she gets like a special starlight dress and she keeps talking about like how he is the knight and she is the stars he is the knight triumphant and she is the star that only glows thanks to his darkness the light only Uh. visible because of him hot Uh. hot stuff and they decide that they have to appear as themselves they're gonna be themselves well yeah at first Reese doesn't say that that's a good idea he's like no we'll play our regular roles yeah we're gonna play our regular roles but they're still gonna hide Feyre's powers yeah. Because they don't want those other kings to get mad. Okay. Uh, this is one of my favorite passages. Yes. Reese stepped off the stairs and took my hand. Night triumphant and the stars eternal. If he was the sweet, terrifying darkness, I was the glittering light 
that only his shadows could make clear. I thought you were leaving. Nesta's voice came out from the top of the stairs. (laughs) Nesta! (laughs) Night eternal and the stars triumphant. I thought you were leaving. Like, just shut. (laughs) I swear to God, Nesta. And then, anyway, after, Nesta says she's coming. Yeah, after all that hullabaloo about, like, I'm not going to tell my story or whatever, she's like, I'm coming, and I don't care who has anything to say about it, and I'm not a coward. And it's like, well... Yeah, and meanwhile, all of them are like, well, I mean, we we have been talking about how that, that wall needs some work, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you do need... Because all this time, you guys, I'm so sorry... She's been training with Amran and she's been like building walls and stuff. And she like every time they look at Nesta, she's like reading a book and doing shit in her brain that Amran told her to do. They're trying to figure out how like maybe Nesta can rebuild that wall after Highburn turns down, tears down that wall. No, 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 no. They're trying to make Nesta figure out how to close the gaps that are already in the existing wall mm-hmm, so yeah. that the cauldron can't use them as leverage to tear the whole thing down. Yes, that is exactly what I just said. (laughs) They're trying to make sure that Nesta does close those gaps in that wall before Highburn turns down, tears down that wall. That's what they're doing. So, they're like, what about that wall, though? And she's like, ugh, what's two or three days gonna matter? It doesn't matter. Oh my god, everything, Nesta. And also, we've been strategizing about this very meeting since basically the beginning of the book. Yeah. Who's gonna play what role what's going to be said, what the different Mm -hmm. motivations of all the different High Lords are going to be. Mm -hmm. And at one point, we thought that you coming to this could have been a cornerstone of our position at this meeting. Mm -hmm. And then you told us no. So then we re-strategized, we regrouped, we came up with a new strategy. And now you're telling us 10 minutes before the meeting with the leaders of all the different nations in a world at war that you are coming now. Mm -hmm. I hate Nesta. You do. Yep. I don't blame you. Yeah. So they winnow right into the day court. Wait. It is. Uh, so I have one more thing that happens before please. they go. Is Reese says to Nesta, hey, now that Feyre is High Lady, I no longer have an emissary to the human times. Yeah. Would you like to be my human lands emissary? Emissary, yeah. And Nesta's a bitch about it. Doesn't Nesta say, like, how much are you going to pay me? Yeah. She's like, you're going to pay for your teeth, through your teeth for my services. It's like, okay, bitch, like, don't take the job. Like, Not take to the job that, or don't yeah, take you the were, job, You Nesta. were just saying, I want there to be, she says that the reason she's doing this is because she finally realized through her selfish haze that the millions of people south of the wall actually do matter yes. more than keeping her story to herself. Yeah. And keep in mind, guys, she just realized this, like, just now. Like, this morning, earliest. Mm-hmm. So, then Reese is like, hey, if you really care about all those millions of people, I've, mm-hmm. got a, I've got a spot for you. And she's like, I can't wait to rub this in your face and take all of your fucking money. Which is like, he's, she's he's the best. giving her, he gave her, like, a fucking palace and, like, food and like clothes and like everything she could ever want like what else could the night court possibly pay her what does Uh she want for what do you want for nesta what Uh uh-huh oh yeah oh god so anyway then they winnow out i think something happens with like cassian and his smoldering eyes 
I don't remember, though. There's a whole thing with Nesta and Cassian where, like, Cassian appears and Nesta's like, mm. oh, so you're alive. Oh, yeah. And Cassian's like, yeah. And she's like, but you didn't, like, come say hey. Come tell me. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to? Because you're a huge bitch to me all the time. Why would right. I ever think that you cared? And she's like, hum, hum. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. And, and then he's of. like, I'm sorry, next time I'll definitely come and tell you. And yeah. I Oh yeah, he does he does I'm like sorry. a hot ear whisper about yeah. it. Yeah. He does. God, he's so sexy. So anyway, we're at the Dawn Court. They went out to the Dawn Court? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's a Dawn one. It's above the clouds. It's a beautiful, it's made of sunstone. What is it? Oh, Who cares? My gosh. It's such nope. a day. It's There's such a, all these flower arrangements. Pastels, you guys, but not like oh, spring God. ones, like like Milky Dawn ones. Oh, so pretty. And sunshines. And throw rugs and like throw pillows. Yeah, and a lot of throw these pillows. cushions that Nobody you just is sit now on. Making it up. I and think. Then- <laughs> And there's this koi pond. Yes, there like is a koi pond. Yeah. Marble, like Queen Sophie mm-hmm. koi pond. Yes. yes. And Feyre is like sending down the bond, like all the shit she wants yeah. Reese to get for her house. Uh-huh. And he's telling her that like later on, he wants her to wear the crown and only the crown for when they do oh, sex. Yeah. And I'm like, get your heads <laughs> in the game. <laughs> They are. Their heads are firmly in the oh game, Aaron. Okay, we're gonna so, do that sex with those crowns on. All right. Anyway, so the dawn, the dawn man is here. Um, also the winter man is here. Is his name Helion? No, no, Helion is the day, day man. Day is Helion. <laughs> day man is Helion. Oh. <laughs> 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 Winterman <laughs> is here with his BFF lady. They have a great friends to lovers love story. Oh, they they were do best friends. Then, but they never told each other that they were in love each other with each other. And then they got sucked into that mountain with Aramalthia. And then they came out of that mountain. No, no, she did not. She stayed in the Winter Court. And so one of his like yeah. last things that he did was Save like. Her. Hey, I gotta shut it down. You gotta protect Winter Court. Also, I'm madly in love with you and I wanna be your yes. mate. Yes. Okay, this message expires in T minus two minutes. Like, and then it's he, disappear- he gets sucked into that mountain. And then he yeah. comes back from under that mountain and he goes up to her and he gives her a big smooch. And then he goes, and they immediately smooch. On his knees and he's like, marry me. And she's like, yes. And like, we just get this little, again, I don't know what's worse than tertiary, but quadriflary. Love story <laughs> of a quadriflary <laughs> character that I don't care about that much, but it was very sweet. Okay, and and meanwhile, we find out later that they like ride around on po- on harnessed polar, polar bears. bears. Yeah, and her name's Grr. Viv. She wears furs in summer, and she's best friends with more. Yeah. So Hellion, the day man, is there. Ah, nightmare. No, it's kind of perfect. And um. Uh, his name is Helion, and he's the big breaker of the spells. Magics. Then we were pretty sure... Oh, so they tell them about how Tamlin turned for Highburn, yeah. and how Nesta and Elaine went into the cauldron, and like, I don't know what their intelligence is over in daytime court and dawntime court, but like, get it together if you didn't know these things I know, already. how did they not know that? Yeah. That blows my mind. Like, yeah. get a spy, guys. I don't like it. No. I don't like it. I didn't even think these were secrets. 
Okay, so then Tarquin shows up from the summertime. Yeah, he's got like a big old black eye. He's not His doing great, guys. Is wounded. Yeah. Like, that's not true, but he's not doing great. And yeah. everyone loves Tarquin, especially Melody. <laughs> so I know. Everybody knows that you love Tarquin. Okay. Then okay. Baron shows up from Autumn Ugh. with all of his sons and his wife. Baron swaggers in yes. with his abused wife yeah. and his like six remaining remaining sons, sons. <laughs> five remaining yeah. sons yeah. maybe four of them yeah. nobody knows i don't know eris is one of them eris is smirking and he makes like a comment about more looking like a slut or something it's not great well that's later i think that's later sorry yeah. Sorry. So they're all at the table. And so. And everyone is really suspicious of this new rebranded. <laughs> That's a great way to put they're it. They're like, what's happening up in here? Explain, please. And meanwhile, the Winter Court, which has always been one of their biggest allies, is super pissed because there were a bunch of younglings that Erebertha slaughtered yes. guys like 30 babies yeah so but you, you get this happens all later okay i'm so they're sorry all seated. they're ready to begin they're sitting down resand is like hi guys lords of the high lords of all the countries right. of the world except for the highburn ones lords and ladies yes let us begin the meeting and then crack bang swoosh bam Tamlin. Stop, 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 stop. She says it's just the same as the first time Tamlin ever came to her house is like how yeah. this is, which is like that's a, a big disruption. Yeah. And he comes in and like sits down. And, oh, is he slut shame central? She says she doesn't know what to do with her body or her breathing or her hands, which I can <laughs> really relate to how very awkward this would be, like sitting there with her crown and like the whole thing. So, okay, he says nothing at all, but he's like simmering. And then he says, it would seem that congratulations are in order, which Ooh. is like, oof. There are some zingers in this meeting. Oh, my God. All right. So I'm going to kind of run down this meeting. So Tamlin Please. says, don't stop the meeting on my account. Mm -hmm. And then everybody knows now that Tamlin is an ally of Highburn. Right. And so Resan says... Why would we have a meeting in front of you? Exactly. Resan says, I'm not in the business of discussing our plans with enemies. Helion, across the reflection pool, grinned like a lion. Mm. No, Tamlin said with equal ease, you're just in the business of fucking them. Because of oh, you shit. know how he did have all that sex with Amarantha. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. He says, if you hadn't had stolen my bride away in the night, Resand, I would mm. not have been forced to take such drastic measures to get her back. I said quietly, the sun was shining when I left you. Ooh, oh, good singer. Feyre. Feyre. Point for Feyre. <laughs> <laughs> so Tamlin says, I bartered access to my lands to get back the woman I love from a sadist who plays with minds as if they are toys. Not wrong. Not wrong. I mean, fully wrong. But, you but know, like, not from, from a PR the perspective. From the PR yeah. perspective, not wrong. Perception is reality. I meant to fight Highburn. So now Tamlin's twisting this thing, saying that he actually yeah. just let Highburn in to learn things about Highburn and that, that if Feyre hadn't planted seeds of dissent in Spring Court, that he would have mm -hmm. just been able to gain intel and then kick Highburn out. But because she turned all his like 
sentries against him and right. did all that stuff with the Anthe, then then it was like just chaos there. And now Hybern has like murdered the whole Supreme Court. He says, I meant to fight Hybern to find a way around the bargain I made with the king once she was back. Only Rusand and his cabal had turned her into one of them. And she delighted in ripping open my territory for Hybern to invade. All for a petty grudge, either her own or her master's. Which Ooh. I was like, Ooh. Which also, like, Tamlin, you're not young. Stop trying to find ways around fairy bargains. Mm-hmm. Stop making fairy bargains you don't want <laughs> but to. But, like, Resand does that same There's bullshit. no like, way out of a fairy bargain errand. You can't do that. Just went to the bottom of that library and did the same shit with a crazy library monster. But all she promised was that somebody would come talk to him at some point in the next millennia. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. She did. I guess she didn't just say, like, "Hey, pal, they're all can't hot wait dummies. to be your ally, but I can't wait to help you out." They're all hot dummies, but I don't think I do think this is some revisionist Tamlin history. Like, I think yeah. he fully expected to ally with Highburn and uh, swallow that pill because I think if he did, he would have said that to Feyre or Lucian. He would have mm-hmm. definitely said it to Lucian at some point. Yeah. Hey, we're not really allying with Highburn. Help me get it, yeah. get out of this. He never did. So this is revisionist history. Then he asks Resand if he ever notices the little noise she makes right before she comes when he fucks her. Oh my god. Which is uh awkward. Which is wow. Awkward for the table. Wow. Asriel says, be careful how you speak to my high lady. Yeah. Then Tamlin realizes she is high lady and not just Resand's maid. Yeah. He says, This is so this is brutal. You once asked me if you would be my high lady. And when I said no, a low laugh. Perhaps I underestimated you. Why serve in my court when you could rule his? Oh, shit. I was like, that is a... It's such an incredible misunderstanding of the situation. Like, yeah, because Feyre just assumed that she would rule by his side if he she married him in right. his court. Oh, God. Anyway. It's, it's well, meanwhile, Tamlin is such an incel oh, yeah. in this moment. All throughout this, he is such an incel. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So then he kind of recounts all the Amarantha stuff of like, listen, he this is he's a slithery, slithery Slytherin. Like right. he fucked Amarantha for fifty years and then wanted to be the hero of that. He's going to do the same thing here. He's going to come out of there and now he's going to play the hero now. And then mm-hmm. if Highburn wins, he's going to get on his knees for Highburn and suck that guy's dick. Like that's that's who wow. th- that's who Rusand yeah. is. And like it's a pretty compelling argument to be honest that, <laughs> because that's kind of what happened with i mean from their perspective that's kind of what happened with amarantha it's a good argument yeah it's yeah it's not at all what happened but yes so then that's when winter so court then. brings up all those younglings that yeah, were slain babies. yeah and, and like reese tell is us like what happened listen there. I didn't have anything to do with that. I really tried to stop it. And Winter's like, yeah, but like you didn't try hard enough because like our younglings did die and you were by her side when she made that order. And that didn't look great for you, man. Like, I want to know specifically what you tried to do. Right. And he tells him, but there's no real proof that he tried to do all those things. Yeah. He tells him that her original plan was to kill him, the High Lord. What's his name? Kelvin? Calais? 
Calais. Calais. Yeah. Calais. So her original plan was to kill him and he did like basically quote unquote everything he could mm-hmm. to make sure that she didn't do that. Like he worked really hard to convince her not to do that. And then he figures that after that, she got really worried that they were forming some sort of like alliance because he tried so hard to make sure that she didn't kill him. Mm-hmm. And that's when she went behind his back to tell whoever to kill all those younglings so that Cala, Cal, Cala, Calais? Cala, yeah, shit. So that, um, Calais, that's his name. <laughs> Sorry. So that Calais would never trust Resand again. And he's like, I'm hoping that didn't work mm-hmm. because we do need to trust each other. And her whole point was to make sure that you don't trust me anymore. Mm-hmm. But there is no proof. Right. And then she kind of is like, I believe you, babe. Which is like a real rough thing to say at the table. Like, yeah. why Why do that out loud? Yeah. But then somebody says, says the girl who gave the name of an innocent human in her place yeah. to be flayed alive on that wall by Amarantha. Wasn't that Baron? I think one of them. I don't, I don't remember mm-hmm. who said it. But like, yeah, that's a hard look for Feyre too, because she did do that not but intentionally. She also didn't know that's she what was happening. That she didn't know that she that that yeah. was happening. It looks like a pretty uh, sneaky bad move. Yeah. So this just goes on and on. Um, there's a lot of like great zingers. At one point, Feyre says, "What do you want from me, Tamlin? An apology, or for me to crawl back in your bed and play nice like a little wife?" And he says, "Why should I want spoiled goods returned to me?" Oof. Yeah. Okay, but that's that's a little bit further on. So one of these guys at one point says um, that they have an antidote to the the Feybane. Now I forget Calias. who has it. Oh, it is. Okay. Calias, because he's got the Tinker Taylor soldier spy who's yes. doing all the doing all the chemistries. And she's actually the one that came up with Lucian's eye, too. Right. His special eyes. So they they talk about the like okay now winter wants us to all drink this mystery potion and so eventually they all go around and decide that they will all drink the mystery potion that winter has after a lot of Only fighting because about that. Feyre steps the fuck up, yeah, and says that she will. Yeah, because Baron tries to pull some of this nationalistic bullshit where he's like, "Where are you from? You looks like you're from the continent. Looks like you're not lily white like the rest of us. Where are you from?" Yeah. And she's like, "My parents came over here, but I was born here and that's beside the point because I'm utterly and completely devoted to Callias, I think." And or maybe it's the Dawn guy. You know what? Yeah. It's the Dawn guy. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Anyway, in the last war, he made a big old profit. Yeah. And they're thinking he's trying to do that in this war, too. And he's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. But also, I have the antidote. (laughs) So sue me. What do you want? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. So Feyre's like, I will drink your whatever you want right here. I trust you. Like, Night Court trusts you. We're Mm going to do it. So let's do it. All of my all my people right here are also going to line up. Yeah. So then that happens. Okay, cool. Then okay, what, so Aaron? another oh, thing. And then so Tamlin produces a bunch of documents. Yes. So Tamlin has some intel about Highburn mm-hmm. um, that he's going to share. He's now here to help everybody fight for Highburn because Spring Court is basically gone. They have this whole conversation about like Spring Court has to flee. They have to evacuate yeah. the Spring Court at this point. And who's going to take them? Autumn's like, fuck no, we don't have the resources for refugees right now. So like, oh my God. they suck. Um, Summer's like, we'll take you. 
Summer's got God. you. So Summer's going to house the spring court. God, Baron would be part of the leave campaign, that asshole. Anyway. Yeah. They tell everybody about those shady queens and what happened with the queens and the yes. cauldron. Okay, so at some point, like, some of this is out of order, I'm sure. <laughs> but this exchange happens. When Feyre said that stuff about, like, what do you want an apology? Do you want me to uh-huh. crawl back into your bed? And Tamlin was like, I don't want damaged goods. Yeah. Resan loses his shit. Yeah. Takes his mind claws and wraps them around Tamlin's brain and is going to squish his brain like a gape. Like a grape. Not like a yeah. gape. But he's gape mouthed is I think what happened uh-huh. there in my brain. And he's like, he's like gaping and like a fish talk. and he can't talk. Okay, so it says, Tamlin's mouth simply stopped emitting sounds. He shut his mouth, opened it and tried again. No sound, not even a straw- snarl came out. There was no smile on Rhysand's face, not a glint of that irreverent amusement as he rested his head against the back of his chair. The gasping fish look is not a good one for you, Tamlin. The others who had been watching with disdain and amusement and boredom now turned to my mate, now possessed a shadow of fear in their eyes as they realized who and what exactly sat amongst them. Uh-huh. Brethren and yet not, Tamlin was a high lord just as powerful as any of them, except for the one at my side. Reese was as different from them as humans were to Faye. So it's like this Ooh. moment where everybody's like, oh, wait, we forgot. That's right. He can squish all of our brains like grapes uh-huh. and then he's basically like listen i can do that to any of you guys yet i'm sitting here right and i want to talk so like maybe we should talk and that's when they kind of hash out all of these things and then there is another moment where eris says that Moore's still dressing <gasps> like a slut he says the wrong thing to more and asriel loses, loses his, his gd mind and so he pounces on eris and he is like brawling just like punching him in the face like crazy eris is bleeding all over the place everybody's like get the get him off of them mm-hmm. and then finally Feyre is like hey as you like doesn't she go over to him mm-hmm. yeah she and like she touches his like shoulder helps him yeah yeah so she pulls him away and then she sits him down at the table and then she goes over to a side table and pours him a glass, like a drink, and brings it back to him. And mm-hmm. everybody else is like, what the fuck is this high lady doing catering to the needs of an underling? Mm-hmm. And she looks at everybody and she's like, he's my family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we cool. take care of each other. So then, And then a little later then, in the meeting. Um, oh, this is where this is said. So Baron is the one that says... I mean, it's alluded to earlier by Tamlin, but Baron's the one that, like, specifically is like, hey, when Amarantha took over, he just decided to fuck Amarantha. When Highburn, when this doesn't, when he's trying to be the hero right now, but if this doesn't work out, he's just going to get on his knees and suck Highburn's dick. Actually, he says, spread his dot, dot, dot. And, like, what was that, cheeks? Like, what was that going to be? Spread his legs? I feel like that's not really, like, a male thing as much as a female thing. Like, I kind of wanted it to be like, get on your knees and suck his dot, 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 but right, whatever. Right, right. That's how I'm going to remember it. Anyway, Feyre then Feyre loses her mind. then flips. She puts him in like a air bubble that does, or like a water, it's like a water bubble, but it doesn't have any air in it. And then there's like some flames going on and then she throws some day stuff in. And basically it's like pretty clear that she's got all of their powers. Yeah. And so she's like drowning barren in like boiling water or something and there's like there's a there's like a yeah like all of that so 
like there's a bright light of some sort. Like it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And what does Rhysand stop her? He's, he's like put, he's like sending some stuff down the bond that's just like, hey Pharaoh, 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 yeah. Pharaoh, hey girl, Pharaoh. Right. But then hey, out loud he says, You've proved your point, my love. Kill him and the horrible heiress will take his place. And she shoots down the bond, then I'll kill all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty hot pretty badass and he says as so interesting hot. an experiment as that may be it would only complicate matters at hand so he says I love you a bunch and then she lets him go so then now they all talk about how Pharaoh's got their powers and like what are they yeah. going to do about it somebody analogizes it to a fish missing one scale uh-huh. and how you don't really pay attention to it but you can feel it when something brushes up against that one scale right. you lost. I like that analogy. I like that a lot. I think that was Helium. Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, and so everybody's like, you stole that from us. And then yeah. finally, Feyre just throws down and she's like, no, actually. You gave it to you me. You guys gave it to me with your spit power, okay? <laughs> you spat on me and gave me this power and now I will use it however I like. Now it's my power. Yes. And it is not yours to take back because it is mine now and then somebody says like oh i get it now Sand. you married her because you know yeah. she's like really powerful or whatever and he says no i married her because i'm in love with her mm-hmm. or like i made her my high lady because i'm in love with her oh it's good so it's then good. they're all quarreling after this and now it's like nesta saves the day and she's like yeah stands up and is like Oh, everybody, Stop being oh, immature. They're going to all storm out and be like, this yeah. meeting's over. And she's like, this meeting is not over. I am Nesta. Right. And I didn't get to talk. I, I just, just decided I was going to talk. Just today, just now, I realized <laughs> there are millions of people under that wall that are just going to be massacred. And you didn't care about them when they were starving to death. And they were like, yeah, that was part of the treaty. We just left them alone. Were we supposed right. to feed the people? That what wasn't you really from part of the treaty. And she's like, we were starving, though. And I would have starved, too, if not for my sister. And Feyre's like, well, that's not really a thank you, but it is at least an acknowledgement that you did fuck all for years and years. Yeah. Um, and she's like, how dare you not care about these millions of humans? And it's like, yeah, well, you didn't care until like mm-hmm. 15 minutes ago, Nesta. Mm-hmm. But basically, she convinces them somehow. I don't really get it. But Nesta's the one that saves the day here. And they all decide to stay and, and hash out more strategies tomorrow. Yeah. So then they all adjourn. And they they go back to their That has their to be rooms. where we're done. It has to be. It's done. Okay. I was going to make it to just where the wall falls. But yeah. Okay. You can do that, but I don't have notes, so I'm flying blind, girl. Oh, no, then we're done. Okay. okay. <laughs> when you yeah. said we have to make it to chapter 40 earlier today, I stopped. <laughs> I was like, okay, good, because <laughs> I'm on 45. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so. Spoiler alert, that wall's coming down. Yeah. Next episode, you guys, at the beginning of the episode, basically, that wall is coming down. So. See you then, HBs. <laughs> Is that how we end episodes? See you then for episode four of this Akawar miniseries. Do you have a lady love, Melody? <laughs> do you have a lady love, Aaron? Sure, I do. Hair? Huh? Oh. oh go do ahead. you say hair? I, that's what I thought you said, and I was like, hair, huh? Huh. <laughs> no, it's not hair, although it is nice, mm. I guess. 
I will uh, um I real I feel like a lot of my lady loves recently have just been like the last thing I watched. <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. I know that I've I know that before my lady love has been Los Spookies, which no one watched based on my recommendation. <laughs> and I get it, it's too weird and it's in Spanish and it's on HBO. So that's like three levels of like it's extremely weird comedy and inaccessible and in another language for some of you. Right. Most of you. But I just God, I just love Julio Torres so much, who is the writer of Los Spookies. And he has an HBO special that's fantastic called My Favorite Shapes. It's a little bit, he calls it niche. Um, it's very specific. And if you don't like it, you're not going to like it. Okay. But he also has a lot of free YouTube stand-ups. So if you just Google him, you're going to find all his free YouTube stand-ups where he's been on like Jimmy Fallon or like, you know, Conan O'Brien or whatever. And also he wrote like all of my favorite SNL sketches and if you go to YouTube oh. and you Google up like Julio Torres SNL sketches, there's like, uh, there's no one when they do the videos where there's like 20 group together, mm-hmm. you can just watch them all together. And it's, he's just so weird. And it's, ex- he's exactly, I just, I find him exactly right for comedy <laughs> that I want to watch. So you might feel the same. So go watch this for YouTube stand up specials. And then, gosh darn it. If you have HBO, get in and watch those Los Spookies. They're really funny. Yeah, that's what I've heard yeah. from really good sources. Just me. I'm yeah, the, I'm you. literally the only person that watched it, I think. I cannot yeah. find another Los Spookies friends that is not David. All right. So I hope it comes back for a second season. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was only one season. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? Hmm. My lady love is some power yoga power yoga that's what it is mm-hmm. yeah power yoga because there's a lot of times when i try to do like a regular yoga class and it's good or whatever you know but sometimes i really just want yoga to actually kick my ass into next tuesday and so power yoga will do that for me today i only did 20 minutes but i can mm-hmm. feel my hip flexors mm-hmm. in a way that i have not in i want to say at least a year Mm-hmm. probably longer than that because I've been so bad about working out since I got pregnant with Valor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like today, I couldn't even really keep up fully with the instructor. It was like so serious. Mm-hmm. But I still felt like an absolute superhero when I was done with this power yoga class. So yeah, like at home workout classes since all of us are at home and we should be. Mm-hmm. We're I think that there's a lot to be said for recognizing the difference between an inconvenience and an infringed upon right. Mm -hmm. And so we're here to help out the millions of other people who are trying to stay safe and stay healthy. And power yoga (laughs) will help you do that, I think. So check it out. Try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love being that person on the fifth wheel of characters that took her broken Nemo wing and, and flew, day. flew a person on a fourth rung of characters across a field. <laughs> with, what with an ins- all the inspiration. What an inspire. And boy, did she fit through a crack. <laughs> and boy, are we all just um, colors on a rainbow. And we're, uh, yes. we're all together. We all make sense. And 
you know, when she tried out for fly and she only made maps, maybe they should have let her be a fly because she just had different abilities. Man, she would have been the Rudy of that fly team. And that's okay because well, Rudy does it at Rudy, the end. Because, like, Rudy does play in the game, but he doesn't do much for that game. Oh, doesn't he? I do I misremember that movie? I just, like, played in it. Well, like, what does Nemo do, question mark? It was really Marlin that saved the day on that one. Well, yeah, but that's fine. It's called Finding Nemo, not Nemo Saves Himself. <laughs> I don't. I feel like Rudy was not essential to that victory. I think the movie might have overblown it, but mm-hmm. in real life, Rudy wasn't essential to that victory. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't know, but love she... yourself that much. Yes, love Believe yourself as yourself. much as that big inspire. That much because our weaknesses can be our biggest strength. I'm in not the right saying moment. it's a shitty story. I'm just saying that it's an irrelevant story. That's all I'm <laughs> trying to say. Is I'm just like, why am I reading? But there's already so many hot dummies in this book. Why am I reading about a hot dummy that matters three levels down? You know, that's yes. all. Anyway, you could be the person who changes history. <laughs> I love how you keep trying to end it on like a good, like a solid ending note. It's not going to happen. We're just going to trail off. That's what it is. Okay. Love you, Erin. Bye. Bye. <laughs>